0: I could like wear a boa. You could call me Dick Eisen or something like that. I could come up with a persona. This is the Rich Eisen show. And Dangerous, Dick. Eisen. What do you, you know, what do you think? I'm shooting my shot. I'm going YOLO right here with Stephanie McMahon. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The Rich Eisen Show with guest host Ben Lyons. Today's guests: Golf Digest host and producer Hallie Ledbetter. Plus, documentary director Sean Fine and Andrea Nix. And now, sitting in for Rich, here's Ben Lyons.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on a Monday, July the 19th, 2021. Excited to be here with the whole gang this week. Uh, Rich, of course, is out, but I'll be here... Through Friday, I got a chance to hang out on the show last week, but I was all by my lonesome, so it's nice to have Rockman and Jay and and TJ and everybody here. I'm going to find out at some point today who the person on the text message chain was who didn't know who Colin Morikawa was. Oh, be, oh you i mean i didn't immediately quick. call him out tj come on bro takashi chris brockman over here <laughs> with the quick <laughs> bam boom man
2: you know snitches get stitches right ben that's that's what they say my man dropped a dime on me with the quickness real over quick there. brockman Holy. yeah i mean the question was even out of your mouth and
3: he's already like that guy right there it was him oh, brockman come on. i mean it's also, it's also a there. little yeah. embarrassing tj for you to be on a sports show of this magnitude and not know who the greatest young golfer in the game is. Look, we all know that me and golf, uh,
2: you know, it's something that I'm starting to acquire a taste for, Ben. And I had more important things to me going on last night, like watching Money in the Bank. So that's why I didn't really know. Except
3: that Maracalla won the championship by around noon Pacific time, so well, time really wasn't
2: a factor. There in there. Went that argument. Well, hey man, you got to really prepare <laughs> to climb those ladders, guys. You Look, know what I'm
3: it's
1: it's not too often where I feel compelled to come onto a show like this and open with golf. However, however,
0: however, however <laughs> when
1: someone is not aware of, of of what's happening in the sport, I feel the duty to kind of inform them and help them get up to speed because yeah. what we're yeah, watching. Ben. Is the emergence of a great young star? Yeah, absolutely. And you're seeing that across all sports. That was the topic of conversation last week. The Major League Baseball All-Star festivities, not only around Otani, but Vlad Guerrero Jr., who went yard again this weekend, I think twice. So the emergence of young stars. You're seeing it on the NBA final stage with Giannis coming to the full strength of his powers. Devin Booker becoming a household name, and now you're seeing it in golf with Colin and what he's doing, winning his second major. And I just love watching him. I love watching his game. I was telling you guys before we started, he grew up here in Southern California, the pride of Kenyatta Flint Ridge, just above okay. Pasadena. And he grew up playing at this random golf course out here. N- nobody in the golf scene in LA is aware of this course. It's The Chevy Chase Country Club. It's in this secret little pocket of the Glendale Mountains. There's no driving range, only nine holes, incredibly inventive layout. And Colin would go out there as a kid with a bucket of balls and he would make up his own holes. He'd say, I'm going to tee off on the second tee box and finish on the eighth green. And I'm going to take a bucket of balls out to the fourth hole and play it 10 times in a row. And it's that shot making that was ingrained in him at a young age that we saw on full display on golf's greatest stage yesterday on an international level. And it wasn't about going to the driving range and becoming a robot and becoming mechanical and just training, training, training. It was about feel and creativity and uh, being inventive. And I just love the celebration of the individuality of a sport that allows your personality to shine through it. So I think Colin did an amazing job um, yesterday across the pond and eventually, I don't know if it's gonna take three majors, four, five, eventually T.J. will know who this dude is. (laughs) But
0: he's
2: on the right track. First and foremost, Ben, I appreciate you. Instead of trying to mock me, you tried to help educate me, and I appreciate that about you because now I know I'm into him now. Just from that story kind of told me, you know, how this kid got to be where he is and who he is
3: and that. Now I'm on the train. No, I'm I'm here for the mocking. I I want to shame you for not knowing who this dude is. You know, because of the way uh, the pandemic hit the sports world last year, uh, golf was unique in the fact that there was no British Open last year, Open Championship, but there were six majors jam-packed into a very short amount of time, and this kid won two. It was so impressive, he put himself on the map as one of the rising young stars in the game he's only 24 and he is going to be in our lives for a very long time now and he when it's all said and done could he have more major championships than phil mickelson is uh uh, tom watson's eight in his is that a real possibility i was listening to a a golf podcast yesterday and they kind of set the over under for him at four and a half and i'm thinking that sounds way low. Like, he could get double that. This kid is that good, and he's doing it against competition that is so incredibly tough when you talk about the guys he beat out there. Louis Oosthuizen, who has now six runner-ups. Brooks Kepka, he held off. Dustin Johnson, he held off. Uh, of course, Jordan Spieth. All these great players. It is remarkable what this kid is doing, and I cannot wait to see what's next for him.
1: So coming up a little bit later on in the show, we'll have Hallie Ledbetter from Golf Digest. She's across the pond right now in France at the Avion Championship. She's going to call in and, and continue to talk a little Colin Morikawa. But unlike you, TJ, there were some other things going on in the sports universe this weekend, and of course the NBA Finals, top of my mind, and the iconic performances we saw, the legendary moments I don't know about you guys. I'm getting to know you on the radio this week. And again, it's Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. As always, you can hit us up at Rich Eisen Show across your social media platforms. But I'm an NBA Finals junkie. Like, I'm a historian. I love it. It takes you back to your childhood. I was always at the end of the school year, so you've got this feeling of hope that's yep. just filled with you know in you with the summer ahead. And I'm sitting there watching the game last night, uh, two nights ago. And it's a great basketball game. However, it didn't feel like there was that iconic finals moment. I need the Michael Jordan switching hands in the Gatorade commercial. I need the shrug. I need the finals moment. I need the Nick Anderson meltdown at the free throw. I need these moments that I can directly connect to the NBA finals. The Iverson step over. And I thought maybe it's when Mike Breen says like Middleton's cooking or something. And I was like, mm. and I think nice. I tweeted it and then I probably deleted it. I was like, I think we found our moment. It's a Chris Middleton 17 foot jump shot. But then the alley, then the steal from Drew Holiday Uh-oh. and the alley oop to Giannis with LeBron sitting there in they're not capri pants but they're very tight <laughs> and a bottle of tequila under his, his chair. His BYOT. His bring your own tequila. Which is tremendous. He's the only tremendous. He's the only athlete in, in, in all the sports world who can bring in wine. He can bring in tequila. If like, I showed up here today with a bottle of chin and Channing fry chosen family, you guys would have looked at me like I was nuts. Although they get great Pinot Noir in I the would Willamette we Valley, been would I been I Enjoyed it. But that moment that was so epic. It was so iconic, and it's everything I love about the NBA Finals. I thought it was it was incredible.
3: It was everything incredible from the rip. Oh, my goodness. And just talk about the two moments that Giannis has had in this playoffs mere weeks after his knee exploded, and we all thought he was done. He had the block on Ayton a couple of games ago, and then the iconic al- uh, slam dunk on the alley-oop ball. Chris Paul is – for some strange reason, sh- two hands shoving him out of bounds.
1: It's very Mark Jackson-esque. Remember Jordan going up in the garden and catching that alley loop, yeah. and he sways to the right and he sways back into Mark Jackson. He's kind of there. Mark Jackson also in the Tom Chambers dunk.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which, of, by the way, low-key one of the greatest dunks ever in the history of anyone ever getting dunked on on the planet. Well, Earth.
1: Cam Johnson would like to see you and raise that. <laughs> well, well a yeah, bit, I, buddy. I
2: tweeted that. That was Cam Johnson did his. Uh, That's where the Mark Jackson, Chambers. There
1: goes that man. It's because yeah, there goes that man. It's you getting dunked on constantly. <laughs> My but,
3: question for you guys is: If you're Bucks fans, uh, what statue do they put outside in in the Deer Territory? Uh, do they do the alley oop, or the, do they do the block? Like when when the Bucks finish this off, which I kind of think they're going to. Clearly, not, a, not a
1: hunter, the deer territory. It doesn't, it doesn't sound so official back then. What, seems, what is the official
3: name the, of that place? It's the
1: Deer District. Deer, district. deer, district. My deer district. My apologies to Milwaukee. It's the there's nothing else going on in Milwaukee, so <laughs> let's go hang out in the parking lot, is what it's called. Um, With like 20,000 people, it's insane. <laughs> Again, not much going on yeah. in Milwaukee. <laughs> um, I, uh, I think the stare down. Good one. You know, it didn't happen in the building there in Milwaukee, but after the dunk, the way he looked back at Chris, and yeah, there it is, uh, on our, friend, our friends at Peacock putting it up Oof. right now. The stare down, uh, which is just what underneath it. Just yeah. to say what.
3: Yeah.
1: And it just shows Giannis. But think about it. I mean, the guy's selling trinkets on the streets of Greece 10 years ago. Yep. And, and now he's, you know, two-time MVP, defensive player of the year. 26 years old, on the verge of winning his first NBA championship. What a life journey. What a great story. It's going to be uh, told in a Disney movie. It it is. It is 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 being told in a Disney movie. Who plays Giannis? His brother. Uh, Yeah, right. Uh, I think it's an unknown. I believe. I I, I think they cast someone an unknown. And I think it's based on his life before basketball. You have a documentary about his journey. I mean... What a culmination
3: of a, of, a, of a life and a journey. And he's just getting started. He's 26. He's, he's just getting started. I think Bill Simmons, I think, tweeted this out over the weekend. Whatever you thought the ceiling was for Giannis' career has been totally smashed to smithereens. I mean, we're talking about a guy who could end up top 10 all time when it's all said and done. And I, I don't think that's outrageous to say. And you know
1: what's funny? As you get older as a sports fan, you start to have some historical perspective and so, and you remember certain moments from your own fandom and your own journey it's kind of like Jordan and, and, and the Pistons and the Jordan rules and the idea that he couldn't get past this, this flaw in his game mm-hmm. and needed others to help him. Let's let's not like yeah. oh, be revisionist historians of course, of course, here. Of course. Um, and now Giannis gets through his wall. He gets over his wall, the whole Giannis wall. He couldn't break that. He couldn't do the Boston beat him in the playoffs, the Giannis wall. And now he's able, with the help of others, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, I forget I just want to give a shout-out because I haven't heard his name mentioned at all. Dante DiVincenzo. Let's just give that guy a little love.
3: I feel bad for him not Starting being too around. hard for Milwaukee
1: yeah. Bucks. Going to get a ring maybe, but not, not in the mix. Injuries plaguing everybody, so I don't want to hear this, oh, it's the injuries, that's why the Bucks had success. No! They've been knocking on the door. They made moves. They bet on Drew Holiday. I'm on a text message chain with my high school teammates,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and one of my buddies He's like, Drew Holiday is not a top 10 guy in the NBA, point guard in the NBA. Why is he getting 150 million? He's outplaying Chris Paul in the NBA finals. Can't argue that point. Had a great offensive first half the other night, set the tone for them, even though they go down 16. They take that punch, that first punch from Phoenix. Mm. Man, they were championship stuff the other night. And it's great to put in its historical place, its context, and you need those iconic moments that just give it that extra feel. It's the highest level of basketball in the world.
2: You know Man. the Bucks really do have a big 3, but no one's ever going to put them on the level of a Celtics big 3 or, you know, Warriors big 3, but you know, Middleton along with Giannis and
3: so, Holiday. I mean, that's a it's well, a big Middleton, 3 that's
2: carrying those Middleton guys.
3: Middleton has been their closer. He has been unbelievable. Ice water in his veins, the killer instinct, any phrase you want to use there. He's the guy who takes the big shot when they when they need it, and more often than not, this playoffs, he's been making it.
1: He's yeah. the guy at LA Fitness when you go and you try and get a run, all of a sudden you look, you're like, yo, that guy's been on for five games in a row. Yeah. Like and he's scoring eight points lose. like every game. Somebody at, at the park about two weeks ago asked me, who would you compare Chris Middleton to? Like, who's like well, from – I was like, oh, he kind of is like a little taller, longer Allen Houston. Nope. No. He's way more killer than Allen Houston. And I love Allen Houston. Than Alan I'm Houston. a Nick fan. Yeah. That shot in Miami, so one of my my highlights from my Nick fandom history. Middleton aren't is not the shooter that Allen Houston was, though. So. He is when it counts. He is down the stretch. He was crazy efficient in this series. He's been nice. He, I guess, Allen Houston was sort of dressed up and advertised to us like he was this marksman and this three-point specialist. Middleton's just a bucket. He's just good. He's doing it, and he's gonna save Team USA just like he saved the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> really? Are you kidding me? Like that? The, 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 there's like. Six guys who are waiting in Tokyo right now, waiting for Middleton. Is he going to have Holiday anything left? He's just, yes, because he's got, a, he's like LA fitness guy. He's just got another five games, run it back. <laughs> yeah.
3: I got. I, n- I mean, man. Maybe it was Max Kellerman who said this, but like he doesn't, there's nothing physically imposing about Chris Middleton other than his size. He's kind of like Paul Pierce in that sense. Like he's not ripped up like Giannis. He's not shredded. He's like balding, which is like, just shave it all off, bro. But like <laughs> he just goes out there. And like you said, he's a walking bucket. Like Paul All Pierce of a sudden is you like look
1: beefy. Like Chris Middleton is 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 long and lanky and it's like
3: I just mean they don't look they're not physically imposing other than their size. Like there's no muscle cut, you know, they're not like ripped or anything.
2: Yeah, you don't walk onto the court and you see him and go, "Oh, maybe I'll sit this game out."
3: No, you're like, "Okay, that guy's tall, whatever." And but then Also just, there's something about, you know, some people have the
1: theory in with quarterbacks, you have to have that name just sounds like a quarterback. Mac Jones. You sound like a quarterback. You know, even for NBA players, Farve, Paul Pierce. It just sounds distinguish chris middleton
3: like, what <laughs> and he doesn't even, he spells chris for the k, chris for the k, it's k like, yeah. hey, get out of here is he one of like the kids that we're going
1: to see in a month when they do the little league world series and they're like who's your favorite player kid and he's yeah. like oh i love vlad guerrero jr oh chris middleton a second <laughs> middleton baseman <laughs> for the uh iowa you know corns so, david ekstein i hit dingers <laughs> unbelievable performance uh in game five and he's been on awesome. the road and awesome. a reminder of just the difference with the bubble last year yeah just the, the energy in the building to go on the road when they're those dudes counting money.
3: we talk about that guy
1: for a minute? talk about the Phoenix fans who look like they're at the Sahara tent at Coachella? <laughs> <laughs> like when like, Diplo's about to go on and exactly, you're just, yeah. ladies just gentlemen, timing, it, you're timing it all
3: together. <laughs> like they're at XS in Vegas, like ready to jump in the pool. I feel like they all have wristbands on
1: because they got into a certain section of the party.
3: Ridiculous. The, the mindset guy was- of that guy, I would watch one of those 30 for 30 shorts on that guy's day. The money? The, the money, guy, the money guy. guy. Like his whole day. Like he woke up. Did he have this thought? When did he have the thought? Was it on a text thread with his buddies? Did he see something on Instagram? Was it an ad that popped up? How much money was in his checking account when he went to the ATM? Did he take all $1,200 out of his account? I want to see an iconoclast
1: with him and the guy from game two who had the headband around his head. Yeah. Who was like the Phoenix house mafia. It's like Swedish house mafia, but for Tempe. He was just totally...
3: Also, the guy, out the guy that was sitting in front of the money guy in the red velvet uh, Hugh Hefner smoking jacket and the bleach blonde ha- spiked hair. What was that guy's story? Did they come together? A lot of unanswered questions <laughs> around unanswered. the NBA Finals. And luckily, we
1: have another game, possibly two. So we'll get into that Let's this week. Too, We've got show. Ryan Hollins uh, coming on the show a little bit later. Maybe Ryan will have some answers on who the guy in the red velvet suit was at the Suns game (laughs) in the NBA finals. Uh, Plus Hallie Ledbetter in about an hour. She's going to call in. She's from Golf Digest. Going to break down this Colin Morikawa win yesterday, getting a second major. Lots going on on a Monday. It's Ben Lyons filling in for Rich. Hanging with the guys on the Rich Eisen Show. Be
0: right back. Hey, folks. It's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep. Because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for JD Power 2023 award information. Visit jdpower.com/awards only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts people, or as you might know from their jingle, o o o O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. This is the Rich Eisen Show.
1: Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons in for Rich, hanging out with the guys. As always, you can be a part of the show. Just hit us up, at Rich Eisen Show. That conversation Rich had with Damian Lillard was from three years ago. And some of the <laughs> themes that Rich brought up in the inter- in the interview seem
3: rather relevant now, don't they, guys?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Man, it's really interesting. It's really interesting. He had some comments where he thinks, you know, they're not close, but it doesn't seem like he's close to demanding a trade right it's
1: an interesting thing that's happened in the nba since the gotcha finals this is the 10-year anniversary of the gotcha finals 2011 the first time in my memory that i remember the collective energy around the sport of basketball was ha ha gotcha you said you were going to win four five and six in miami and you didn't right jj Berea shut you down in game four which happened. Happen. It happened, it happened, it happened. It happened. But since then, some other stuff has happened too. And that's a whole other conversation regarding LeBron. But I bring this up because the collective energy around basketball changed, where now there seems to be a, a, a villain. There's somebody who receives the vitriol from the collective because of a choice of wanting to switch teams, which is absolutely ridiculous. If you think about it in the grand scheme of life, TJ, you do an awesome job here. I know how much you love working here. You talked about last week on your off week while I was in doing the show. You would have loved to have come in for a segment. Mm-hmm. You love it. Hate to tell you, if Dan Lebertard calls with a big check, something tells me you might be going to Miami. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. And you'll get a lot of love from everybody here too, Rich. And and, and Chris, he might be a little salty at first. Mm-hmm. Who else are they going to make fun of the Cowboys too? But you know what? The radio show will go on. But you'll be allowed to go switch teams and not have the entire sports media world screaming for your death. Yeah, you're probably right, right? about that. Damian Lillard doesn't know if that he's going to have that option or not. If he signs up for this, he, it, it might come with all this other stuff, yeah. which is totally understandable if somebody in his position isn't quick to sign up for that or to be hesitant about that or or genuinely on a human level conflicted. So... This, this narrative around, okay, first it was LeBron, then it's KD, and then it's AD, and now it's Lillard, and there's always going to be a guy who's, who fans are either pushing out or pushing to see if they double down on staying. It was almost
3: Giannis last year.
1: Exactly, and I think that's a big reason why Milwaukee's having success. They got that out
3: of the conversation. And by the way, Ben, this is probably going to be delightful n- music to your ears. It's going to be Zion next year because it's already started. Zion is going to be with his third head coach in three NBA seasons. Fourth, if you count Coach K. And he is going to get that. He, he started up himself with mecca comments when the Pelicans played the Knicks, you know, a few months ago. And it's going to happen again. And it's going to happen every single year. There's someone huge that's up in free agency.
1: I wonder if our radio audience can hear my smile it's enormous it's it's ear to ear you have it's, great teeth. thank you it's like ben affleck says in that poker movies as you can see my smile it's ear to ear Just room. Cat comes to mind um Go i was room. you know i'm a huge fan of christopher nolan uh we're going to talk a little bit about the anniversary yeah, of the are. dark knight later on in the show yeah, but one of his right. other great films is inception mm-hmm. and one of my goals this week coming in to fill in for rich on the rich eisen show ben lyons here in studio was to Inception the Zion conversation to New York, and it worked in the second segment. That was in the back pocket till Wednesday.
3: I mean, I was Drew Holiday throwing up
1: that alley-oop to you. Speaking of Drew Holiday, we talked about this, and um, we'll get, I mean, look, we'll, we'll figure out what happens with Dame. He'll either say something or not say something over the two weeks in Japan. August 1st is the new July 1st. They'll either move him before the, the 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 draft, or if they hold on to him after the draft, I I, I don't I think he'll be in Portland for long term. I think yeah, I, that's I think kind the of the cutoff. Yeah, the
3: of him demanding a trade are low.
1: Yeah, are very low. It's just kind of hyped right now. But I think Dame's already sampling cheesesteaks, guys, we'll uh,
2: the, of the Philly variety.
1: You're, you're stupid. You mentioned you mentioned <laughs> Holiday, and we we celebrate the Gronkowski family. And those other bros don't even play. They just, <laughs> right. they just crush life, right? They,
3: we were, se- they were backup fullbacks. We,
1: we celebrate anyone who's got the name Manning. It could be a second cousin twice removed, <laughs> who now is playing high school An somewhere in the region right now. Right. A six on six in Texas, there's a Manning who's lighting it up, right? And we, everybody goes, no. Holidays onto the kumpos, they got five guys in this NBA finals, or they have five guys in the NBA, six guys in the NBA six guys because six there. guys in the NBA, Costas three in the finals, the yeah. Yeah, you got three in the finals, six in the NBA. If you took a family of you took Giannis's family, Drew's family, the let, Cut- let's throw in the Curries and the Morris family, four families. Can four, I the four families? Can I get two titles in four years from that team?
3: Oh man, think about that. It's incredible. We need to celebrate the Holiday family. And if you break it down by position too, you got you got Steph, you got MVPs. Yep. You got, you got NBA champions. And inside, outside. Inside, outside, size, versatility. You got the Morris brothers. For some For some toughness, for some, some intimidation, some grit. You've got, you've got depth.
1: You, you know, they always talk about when you're guarding a great player, your beloved Brooklyn Nets, the, the Brooklyn Globetrotters. <laughs> you have so many memories of going out to the Barclays and just so many nights. That, that game so seven you lost at home against Nate Robinson and the Bulls, that one just eats at you still. <laughs> the diehards in Brooklyn. <laughs> Um, I digress. Uh, but the idea <laughs> that could that team go out there and and compete with some of the, the great family like the great other teams in the NBA right now the team yeah, of that's families the, so that's
3: what we were asking before the show. Yeah. Could could that team those four families the Curry's the Atentacumpos, the Morris brothers and the holidays and, and, the, and holidays. the holidays could they beat a healthy Brooklyn Nets in a seven game series? Could they beat a healthy Eastern Conference All Stars?
1: Like you have Giannis and Steph. Andrew Holiday, that, there's your big three. You got a big, big three. There's your big three. You've got depth. You've got you've got toughness. You got athletes. I just think we, it's interesting in sports which families we kind of choose to celebrate or yeah. acknowledge. But sure, like, this sure, three sure. three guys in the NBA at the same time.
2: I was saying that pre-show, like we always knew about the Mannings, but then there's so many sets of brothers in the NFL that no one ever talks about.
1: And No idea why. Well, some of them go on to host The Bachelor.
3: (laughs) (laughs) He hosted the After the Rose Ceremony. Some of them
1: get nominated for an Emmy for hosting The Bachelor. Shout out to Emmanuel Acho, the Emmy-nominated
3: linebacker for the uh, Texas Longhorns. Talk about the the Jones brothers. Chandler Jones, shout out Syracuse, Arthur Jones, and John Jones, the greatest UFC fighter ever. He's, it might be his birthday today, too. Saw that on the birthday oh, really? list. We'll get to that a little bit later. Happy how many, birthday, how many so. coffee tables and, and walls were ruined in that house man? Up. What oh Man, what t- did t- Mother God.
2: Jones feed those kids? You have two Super Bowl champions
1: and a multiple-time UFC light heavyweight champion. I say multiple times. That's time what we need for July 4th. My father loves the hot dog eating contest, but we've seen that guy out there for 10 years. Out out. Joey Chestnut. Yeah, Joey Chestnut <laughs> and the can we get for the families? Like, I'll get the Gronkowski family versus the Jones family. Like, in what? Like, in you eating. have, oh, just an in eating contest? Yes, and competitive eating. <laughs> Are the Gronk
3: brothers and those Jones brothers going to town on some hot dogs? That's, I, you know, that says America. I
2: tune in for
1: that.
3: I would take the, I I would take the Gronk that. brothers if it came to like shotgunning Coors Lights. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if they could eat hot dogs. Keep <laughs>
1: it in with the America theme. Ben Lyons filmed in for Rich. This is the Rich Eisen show. We were talking a little NBA finals from the Bucks perspective. But now you're you're flying from Phoenix to Milwaukee, which is just such a great Southwest flight. <laughs> that is a Southwest. Flight. That's such a strong Bing! right. Phoenix to Milwaukee, trying to get to Chicago.
3: I've never done that flight. Well,
1: I could fly to Milwaukee, rent a car, and drive. It's probably cheaper. Yeah. So the uh, the Phoenix Suns flight is got to be tough because you're you're up
3: 16 in the first half 16 first quarter It's 37 21 to end the first quarter and then milwaukee rolls off like 45 in the second to just take control of the game got the orange promotional towels phoenix definitely
1: one of those nba arenas that can color coordinate their fans can't do that in la can't Can't, do that in new york do that in In miami it's easy to just wear white linen but (laughs) (laughs) you see some of the cities like phoenix and my beloved team-in-law, the Utah Jazz, and my wife's from Utah, so okay. I watch a lot of jazz basketball. They coordinate. Joe English. Uh, Joe Ingles does a lot of hot yoga. No, that's the Joe secret. Joe Ingles
3: is on the all-LA fitness team. Yeah, oh, oh,
1: definitely. Definitely where he's won four or five games in a row. All of a sudden, you're like, wow, Joe Ingles. <laughs> like, huh? Who's this guy? Um, shut down Paul George in the playoffs. Hey. Um, not this year. A couple years back. Um God, I got on such tangents with you guys. They're go on to Joe well, Engel's hot yoga it, it just it throws happens. me off. No, but, but we're from, talking from Phoenix. We're talking about Phoenix, from the Phoenix, Phoenix perspective. And I also think Chris, talk, Paul, yeah, Chris exactly. Paul looks hurt. Yeah. And, and it'll be he one of those hurt. stories that comes out a week or two after the finals, oh, win boy. or lose, that something's happened to his hand, and that's okay. And he's, you know, year 16, and you're 36 years old. Something's going to, you know, you get some some. Aches and
3: pains. I get it. It's kind of weird because they're up 2-0, and you know, we're we're here talking about this on our show, about how it finally feels like Chris Paul's time. Culmination
1: of a Hall of Fame career. Absolutely. Can get of, out of the Barkley Stockton yeah. Malone Club. Uh, yeah. that, that,
3: Top five point guard on TG. I forget where we put him on our list a, a few months back, but he was like five. One of the greatest point guards of all time, surefire Hall of Famer, gets this championship monkey off his back, gets the the label of never been to the conference finals now he'd never been to the nba finals but now once again he is going to have that espn stats and info put out this insane tweet this morning about how he could lose an nba series in the playoffs after being up 2-0 again for like the sixth straight time for the I, sixth time. I
1: saw that tweet, and it felt like it was the interns running the asylum. It did. It felt like – Oh, yeah, against... the, other, the only other player to do that, too, was Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. Yeah, so it was just is this some a disgruntled
3: Clipper fan, or is it just move. someone taking a shot at these two guys? But now that becomes the narrative, though. First Take is talking about it this morning. If the Suns don't win this series – What is the word that you use to describe Chris Paul and his career now?
1: A winner? I don't know. A Hall of Famer? An incredible human being? An inspiration? We get so lost in the sauce and caught in the moment, the idea that him making the finals and losing is somehow bad for his legacy as opposed to never making the finals? Exactly. This man made Jamal McGlure an all-star, I believe. (laughs)
2: And you can't keep moving the finish line for Chris Paul. The whole thing, his entire career was Chris Paul never made the finals. He never made the finals. Whole now thing, his whole
1: career was never, met the, made, the conference. Conference yes. never, never made the conference finals. Never made the conference finals. Yes, thing first. my bad, yes.
2: So he finally makes the conference finals. Then he gets to the finals. And now we're going to move the finish line even further back and go, well, you didn't win the finals.
1: So, like, nah, man. We gotta... Leads the players through unprecedented social change. Yeah. Out there, a champion for – HBCUs out there as a father figure in these State Farm commercials. You've been giving Jake buckets for years. <laughs> Man, I, I, I really of, hope that the, the conversation doesn't change to, oh, Chris Paul's a loser, can't win the big one, couldn't get it done when it mattered, choked. Well now, no, now, no, now ben, ben, it's a not lot of, how life works. A lot of Twitter talk now,
2: guys, is how dirty it is because you made reference to the push. I didn't think the push on the oop was that bad. But then again, I grew up watching Kurt Rambis like – you know, Russian sickle, Kevin McHale in finals games. So to that me, the, the, the two inch didn't seem as bad. personal second
1: team foul. That's what that yeah, was. So, yeah. So you know,
2: I, I I'm from that era. So that that push on Giannis didn't seem as bad. But now. Everything on Twitter was like, "Well, he's so dirty. He's been that way his whole career." It's like, man. was that
1: same was that same energy towards Jokic when he had a mental breakdown in the third quarter <laughs> of the Game Four and they lost? And- I think with Jokic,
2: people were and Brubman, correct me if I'm wrong, were a little bit more worried about what his brothers were going to do.
1: I, uh, by coming the way, down great the family <laughs> for the eating
3: contest. You bring in some Serbian delicacies; <laughs> okay. those dudes would crush. All right, hold on. I'm going to put up a poll here. So, who are the families in the eating contest? Uh, the Gronks. The, the Gronks. The, the, Jones, the Jones. The Joneses. And the, and then, Ante and the, the Kumpos. And then I feel Jokic like. And his nah, brother, they
2: See, uh, they're too thin. They're, they're really good shape. You could tell they don't. They're not going to. Giannis and his brothers aren't going to.
1: But I feel like you're in such great shape because you have a strong metabolism and you would need that in competitive eating. <laughs> kobayashi's not a big dude that's Joey chestnut's not a big dude but have you seen Giannis? he looks like uh carbs in him don't really cross paths did you hear how excited <laughs> he was early on in his career that milwaukee had smoothies do you remember this can you imagine if you put a whole tray of hot dogs or hamburgers in a competitive first of all that guy wants to win no matter what it is he's so competitive <laughs> Are they all he look back? And- That's your ego. He looks forward. Yeah, that, am-
2: that was incredible, by the way. That sounds Did you
3: hear that, Brockman? Yes, I did. That He's was given life wisdom. At twenty six. Like- right, I'm more thinking about the eating contest. How are we logistically laying this out? Do they tag team each other in? So like one brother eats one, and then the next one eats one. Yeah, you or guys are they,
1: golfers. You know who Colin Morikawa is. Let yeah. me just turn this side of the studio hey, here. You yeah, guys are golfers, so you know that. You know sometimes you play a match with your buddy, and your buddy's a little better, and somehow the rules of the match really just comes down. to You play his ball the whole time, right? You want to have everybody's ball be a part of it.
3: Okay, so we, so we just line everyone up together and then just total family total is kind of Yeah, this is th- the big three.
1: This is what Ice Cube was really starting to do. It was just to get three guys up there, <laughs> and you bring a tray of food, and it's the team effort. How much can the whole family great. get
3: through? Right, right.
1: So I think that would be great. Uh, um, I'm
3: just logistically kind of mapping this out.
1: Again, right. a theme on the show this week has been filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. We digress. Um... <laughs> But if you're, the, if you're the Phoenix Suns, just from like an X's and O's nerdy basketball, Monty Williams with a clipboard, he's got Willie Green there, what do they come up with to try to get back on track and get a win? It's the first time they've lost back-to-back games in the postseason, first time they've lost three games in a row, I think since Christmas or
3: something crazy. Yeah, they put up 120 points and lost at home. So I'm not sure what more they can do. They need Chris Paul to miraculously get healthy and not turn the ball over. And I think, honestly, it's going to come down to can Devin Booker score 50 points? He scored 42 and in a loss, win scored the game. 40
1: in loss, had back-to-back
3: 40-point games.
1: But not... And did it efficiently, too. Did it on over, you know, 60, uh, over
3: 50% from the field. But that's kind of my point. Like, is it just kind of a no-win situation for Phoenix here? These guys played pretty much at their best. Chris Paul had 11 assists
1: and shot 9-15. It's not sexy to talk about, but it's the others traveling. You got to give me something from the two cams, Cam yep. Johnson yep. campaign. You got to give me something
3: in Milwaukee. Jay Crowder probably needs to make Mikhail four or five Bridges, threes.
1: Yeah, twenty-seven in game two. You yeah. hit me with four in game three and seven in game four. Yeah, that's eh, not going to do it. So can one of the others? show up, and we get ourselves a game seven, which is And, a, the and
3: honestly, they need one of those kind of – we haven't seen many this playoffs, but they need a Middleton clunker. Like, he's got to go eight – Which for, doesn't happen at home. He's got to go eight for 27, and then kind of Brooke Lopez, kind of the same deal, doesn't make any threes like he did in game two, I believe. And then they just kind of have to get lucky.
1: It's so great how legacy goes either way. Yeah. The narrative goes either way. The NBA Finals gives you this great historic context.
3: And it's all been kind of tilted back and forth three different times in the last two weeks. Like, this series has been phenomenal basketball. It, these games have been awesome. Well, I think we only had one blowout. Uh,
1: and, you know, I, I found a, a fun stat early on in the uh, the NBA Finals is that since the first NBA Finals... There has been an ex Nick on one roster for every single year of the NBA Finals. And that tradition wow. continues with Langston <laughs> Galloway and Bobby Portis. So, either way, an ex Nick will go home with a championship, following in the footsteps of Jeremy Lin with the Toronto Raptors <laughs> and, and, and so many great finals. Tony Douglas with the Miami Heat. I mean, it just continues on, of just ex Nicks in the finals. Matt after, Barnes, Trevor Ariza. After
3: the break, here I want to ask you where you were for Lin's Oh, I
1: have a great story for that. All right, so let's. let's I have a great story for that that involves a shanti. Let's. Okay, I, so let's. I, so I let's have go a great bre- story for that. <laughs> so let's let's, let's baby, go to break baby, and let's baby, get to this after. All right, a little story time. My goodness, uh, coming up, we got Holly Ledbetter checking in. She's from Golf Digest, going to talk about Colin's uh, Open Championship win over the weekend. Holly's going to call in from across the pond. Ben Lyons uh, filling in here for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show.
0: Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets This is the Rich Eisen
1: Show. Welcome back to the show. Ben Lines in for Rich. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Our number two coming up. We're going to have Hallie Ledbetter checking in. Talk all things Open Championship. Hallie works, of course, for Golf Digest. Ben lines in for Rich. The Rich Eisen Show during the break was getting some... Price is Right stories from TJ over there. (laughs) Just Just like Brockman, man. Just the fact that everyone laughs Uh when I mention it (laughs) tells me everything I need to know about your experience on Price is Right and how the peanut gallery
2: here responds. I think that I made an impression, Ben. That's all I'm saying.
1: Don't miss the chilling new Peacock original Dr. Death based on the Wondry podcast inspired by the true story of Dr. Christopher Dunch. This series goes deep on the dangerous surgeon who left 33 patients maimed, debilitated, or dead and the heroes who took him down every episode of dr death is streaming now on peacock go to peacocktv.com to get started 844-204-rich at rich eisen show we got another nba finals game coming up but uh brockman wanted to go down memory lane
3: i did ben so you are a how would you classify yourself like enormous psychotic you to like, what, what have
1: to preface it with some type of phrase to sort of sum up your. Now, if you just say I'm a New York Knicks fan, that just tells you a lot about somebody's yeah, psyche, so. like what they're <laughs> willing to withstand pain, whatever issue. I'm a New York Knicks fan.
3: <laughs> no adjectives before it. None, just, none. Yeah. Well, anyway, a great season. The pride is back, right? No, there was nowhere to go but up there when was you arrest trend. Charles Oakley. You know? All right, so this is what I wanted to – because you mentioned his name last at the end of last segment. Jeremy Lin, NBA, uh, NBA, NBA champion. champion.
1: Continued the tradition, uh, champion. tradition of
3: ex-Knicks in the NBA finals, a tradition unlike any other. Was on that 2019 Toronto Raptors team, but we all know him for that few weeks in February of 2012 known as Linsanity. Where were you during those times? What I, are your stories? Because I, I I know you've got some. I was working as a
1: correspondent for KnicksNow.com, which was the New York Knicks social media site and website and creating digital content. And uh, I was hosting the Blue Carpet Arrivals, okay. uh, which they set up outside the garden on 7th Avenue the night the Knicks played the Lakers on a Friday night. Oh. In the heart of Linsanity. Now, mind you, the Wednesday before, I had gone with my dear friend, the Fat Jewish from Instagram, Josh Ostrovsky, my buddy Fat Jew. We drove to D.C. to see John Wall versus Jeremy Lin, a rematch of Summer League a few years before, where Jeremy Lin had cooked John Wall. Now, something tells me John Wall, number one draft pick, coming in Summer League, Might have been having some fun in Vegas, just to guess. (laughs) Jeremy Lin trying to make a roster, maybe took the game a little bit more serious. But here they are having a rematch in Washington. And the Lin thing was just starting to bubble. And Lin has a tremendous game in Washington. They beat the Wizards. I have a photo of me and Fat Ju in Knicks gear outside the White House. Who knew things would get even crazier outside the White House years (laughs) later? Then it's Friday night, Knicks Lakers. The night before, at the Boston Garden, they asked Kobe Bryant about Jeremy Lin. Kobe said, who's that? I don't know who that is. Okay. (laughs) Sure. Blue Carpet, 7th Avenue, Ben Stiller, Chase Crawford, Gossip Girl. Nice. The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, uh, Idris Elba. I got Idris tickets. Sat him next to Dolan, known Idris for many years. Wow. Comes shows up in the second half, but he was there. It's fine. <laughs> um I, I I do the red carpet interview, the blue, sorry, blue carpet interviews. Blue carpet. Everybody's fired up. LJ's out there. Charles Smith. We don't interview Charles Smith. We have a great time. <laughs> Ashanti sings this the national Ashanti. anthem. Ashanti. It's a ESPN game, primetime game, 8 o'clock. Oh, yeah. Melo's not playing. Melo's out. Future Hall of Famer Carmelo Anthony's not playing. What's how we're going to refer to him around right. you from now on, Brockman. Totally okay? Fun. I love the guy.
2: Yeah, we're, we're Amari Mello.
1: was out of the lineup, I think. Um, was busy getting an iced-out menorah or finding a, a leather jacket with no <laughs> sleeves or I don't know what Amari was into at that time. <laughs> wine baths? Um, that by the way, that? only athlete in the history of sports to bathe in wine? <laughs> Maybe. Ooh, onto to something possibly. there, stat. Possibly. Um, and Ashanti's upset they sat her in the second row. Oh, jeez. She wanted to touch the wood. She wanted that Murder, Inc., those Murder, ink seats. Murder. Her and, her and Fat Joe seats. Uh-huh. But this is 2012 yeah. now. So they sat Ashanti in the second row. She left. Oh, worth it. I was with my buddy Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97, WWE guy. Yeah. Rosenberg uh, in the building with me that night. We sat in Ashanti's second row seats For the Jeremy Lin game when he goes for 38 in the Garden against the Lakers. McEnroe's there. Justin Tuck is there. Honestly, it's the closest I have felt to being in heaven on earth. (laughs) Are you (laughs) in this picture?
3: February 10th, 2012.
1: I have the framed daily news from the next day that says Kobe who? I have it framed at, at the house. With Jeremy Lin on the cover, 38 points. He's on the cover of Sports Illustrated one week. The next week, on the cover of Sports <laughs> Illustrated. He gives Dirk and the defending champion Dallas Mavericks a 30-piece in the garden. Now, people remember about insanity. I was there. I was there for the Washington game. I was there for the Kobe game. I interviewed The Rock. The Rock was there. Dwayne Wade and LeBron James did a Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen to Tony Kukoc in the 92 Olympics on the Thursday night before the all-star break on TNT, ending Sanity, ending ending Jeremy Lin's run in New York. He didn't play in the postseason that year. They lose to Miami that year. Melo goes for 41 in the game where Baron Davis blew out his knee in game four. Um, But I have so much love for Jeremy Lin. There will never be anything like it again in sports. Are you kidding me? I was there for his first game as a member of the New York Knicks at Oracle, when he was just a no-name in the league, and I have a video. I say, hey, Jeremy, welcome to New York at Oracle. They lost. Monte Ellis went he, off. He, he played but, one
3: minute twenty-seven seconds in that first uh, first game of the season at Oracle. Correct. At Oracle. Yeah. Look at that, man. And when when then, you're like, and fan then, then fan, when you sanity, hold you're right. on to these moments, yeah. guys, you hold on
1: to these moments. These these Friday nights in February in 2012 when they're two games over 500 and Jerry Jeffries got his braces taken off and you should throw a parade.
3: When sanity started February 4th, 2012 against the New Jersey Nets. Yep. Lynn had 25 in that game, 25 and 7 assists. And as you mentioned it ended uh, February twenty third. Somebody made a cover song at, of that Gautier song at that, Miami.
1: That like somebody that I used to know song was about Jeremy Lin <laughs> going to Houston. There was something at the time memory serves, and because Dolan is such a wizard with how he works the cap and manages the books at Cablevision, I think there was some clause that if they signed Jeremy Lin for eight million, he'd have to get some extension where they have to pay him fifty million dollars or something like that. So they let him walk to Houston. He got his bag, and yeah. they went nine and two. What did he go for in that Miami game? What was his line against uh, D-Wade and LeBron that night? It was not
3: great. So he played 34 minutes. He was one of 11. Ooh, that's a tough night down in South One of 11 from the floor, 0 of 2 from 3, went 6 of 6 from the line for 8 points. Isn't
1: that like exactly what it was? It was Tony Kukoc getting shut down in the 92 Olympics by Michael um, and and Scotty saying, we're not going to let this be there. Because the conversation was, should Jeremy Lin be an all-star? Like, I mean, he's only played for eight games, but the All-Star game's next week, and it's a fan event, yeah. and the fans want to see him. It was minus oh, 19. What the, a time to be alive, and the guys. the Knicks lost
3: by 14.
1: Yeah, and after that, Ooh. years after that, what? They they traded a first-round draft pick in Steve Novak for Andrea Bargnani. <laughs> Life of a Knicks fan. Hey, Phil, we're Dallas. We should throw in Jay Crowder in this trade for Tyson Chill. No, we're good. We, we, don't, we don't need Jay Crowder. We're the Knicks. We're good. We're, we're okay on that. Or that trade?
3: Gosh, I love Jay Crowder. He's just, he's like that guy. Is, this is how Duluth- he, he can do so many different things. He's so
1: good. He, went, he hit a big game four and it wasn't enough for Phoenix. But yeah. Jay Crowder is
3: tough, guys.
1: Those dudes won on your team. Yeah. He was great for Boston. Knicks? Man, well, we're good. We'll, we'll just we'll take the, the draft rights that ended up to be Clee Anthony early you guys i met Cle Anthony early at la live i was starstruck i thought oh my god I, this guy is gonna save the knicks you really thought that i genuinely i'll find it in my phone i have a photo with Cle Anthony early and the look of hope on my face oh my god
3: but inspiring. now you got julius Randle. you're back
1: Oh, no. here's the thing with the Knicks love affair. And I didn't really want to go down this rabbit hole, but we can like, Oh, we've got a whole, we've got all week. They're, they're, they got a lot of choices to make. Like, do you pay Julius Randle? What if Julius Randle says, Hey, I got I'm up, I got a, you guys got a team option on me. I'll be a free agent. I'd like four years, 160 million, please. No, thanks. Okay. Well then I'll just be a free agent after this year.
3: It's kind of like the Celtics with Isaiah Thomas a few years ago. Hey, I'm Derek Rose. I just had a career year. I'm
1: back. Everybody loves me. Can I get three years, 50 million, please? No. What? You see the numbers I put up this year? What do you do if you're the Knicks?
3: Go get it somewhere
1: hey, else. Hey, I'm Nerlens Noel. I had a great year. Mitchell Robinson, he's been a space cadet. Can I go get th- two years guaranteed? I think at two years, 20 million, I'm Nerlens
3: Noel. I think you run back your hope a couple of years ago in the draft. You put all your eggs in the Zion basket.
1: Now you're talking. That's how We inceptioned it. There we go. You team him back up with Zion. Barrett. Barrett. Let's start like, the, the trade now. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. We are coming back in 20 minutes with Hallie Ledbetter calling in, talking some golf. Ben Lyons in for Rich, the Rich Eisen Show.